It's interesting, Bill, that we are talking on a day when they are finally reinstalling the two statues in the capital city of Madison that were torn down by rioters the night that they tried to firebomb the city-county building and they beat up a state senator until he was unconscious and laid in a capital lawn. Tony Evers sided with rioters over good law enforcement. And it wasn't just in Madison. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. And this is another episode of Fact Check. We have an important guest today. She served as Wisconsin's lieutenant governor from 2011 to 2018. She has since made it official that she is seeking to be the next governor. One week after her announcement, she raised $1.2 million. And when we last spoke, we asked her to come back to the Fact Check podcast and share with us what she learned from the 1848 Project listening sessions, which she held across the state. Welcome back to Fact Check, Rebecca Clayfish. Thank you so much, guys. Glad to be back. So we learned recently that you tested positive for COVID. How are you feeling? I'm fine. And so I I don't want to divert any prayers or any, any goodwill, we can make sure that we are pointing in the direction of people who are, are truly sick from this virus. I was vaccinated, and I realize now I am the lightning rod for everyone who says that it either works or doesn't work. But here's the thing. This shouldn't be politicized at all. This is a healthcare issue, and this is also, you know, in many cases, particularly concerning the president's unconstitutional mandate, this is an individual rights issue. And so it's very personal for people. And so if my diagnosis sparks a family conversation and folks are are talking about it and we can get people washing hands or, you know, taking good care of themselves, reducing comorbidities across the state of Wisconsin so we can get past this moment, this ugliness in Wisconsin history, then I'm all for it. Well, it's it's great to have you back on the podcast, and I have to ask you, since you're running to be governor of Wisconsin, how, in your view, has Tony Evers failed? Bill, in so many ways. I mean, not only on the shutdown of our economy as a result of his reaction to the coronavirus, but also, you know, picking winners and losers as the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation did. And then when tens of thousands of people are inevitably uh, let go from their jobs because he shut down the economy, he can't even be bothered to pick up the phone for folks who are trying to get connected to unemployment benefits. And then when the economy actually begins to recover and people are posting help-wanted signs and folks are asking customers to please be patient because they don't have enough workers, Tony Evers was paying people to sit on the sidelines of our economy. It's unconscionable, really, what he's done, disgraceful. But it's not only that where he has failed, It's interesting, Bill, that we are talking on a day when they are finally reinstalling the two statues in the capital city of Madison that were torn down by rioters the night that they tried to firebomb the city-county building and they beat up a state senator until he was unconscious and laid in a capital lawn. Tony Evers sided with rioters over good law enforcement. And it wasn't just in Madison. He let Kenosha burn 
after a police-involved shooting there, $50 million up in smoke, two men dead, before he finally could be bothered to show up four days later. But it was Tony Evers who fanned the flames of a culture war, sided with rioters instead of law enforcement, and allowed it all to happen. And even that would be enough, those two things. But don't forget his response to the coronavirus pandemic in shutting down our schools and our churches. He literally locked kids out of their own classrooms, in many cases, for a year and a half. This is a man who calls himself the education governor. And yet, only 41% of our kids, and this is pre-pandemic, tested at or above grade level for English language. It's unacceptable. And after a year and a half of learning loss and now an epidemic of anxiety and depression, this guy has the audacity to ask for a contract extension. And I think we, the parents, we, the people of the state, have seen enough, and he failed. It's time to move on to better and stronger, much more reasonable leadership. And I'm ready to be there for the people of Wisconsin. And you spent a considerable amount of time traveling the state with the 1848 Project, over 50 listening sessions. What did you learn from listening to the people of Wisconsin in those listening sessions? Bill and Jen, I learned that the three things that that I just mentioned, um, law and order, feeling safe in your own community, education, and the empowerment that comes with making sure that parents and kids are the ones who get to choose how the education actually happens in each family, and the economy, making sure that there are good-paying jobs, but making sure there are people who could actually take them, are huge priorities of the Wisconsin electorate, but also hardworking Wisconsin families. But I also heard very specific concerns. People are very specifically concerned about election integrity in this state, and I aim to restore it so that we don't have people disenfranchised and walking away from the process that guarantees our liberties. People are also really fed up with kind of the the woke culture, I guess you could say, you know, what what Hollywood and the East and the West Coast are are telling our children they ought to believe. Things like critical race theory, we shouldn't be teaching that stuff in Wisconsin classrooms. In fact, we shouldn't be teaching politics, period, with taxpayer dollars in Wisconsin classrooms. These are views that should be developed after kids are taught critical thinking skills. In Wisconsin K-12, we ought to be presenting young people with facts and objective data, things that they truly need to learn, and then with the critical thinking skills they need in order to decipher how they want to develop their own opinions on things. This is how America, this is how Wisconsin becomes great, and this is how future generations outpace and outlive past generations because our kids deserve to be and and should be better off than we are. But that's not what these liberals want. That's not how Tony Evers has led. You mentioned in the beginning of your comments the need for public safety, and that really is the first role of government to ensure the safety and security of its citizens. 
And yet we see all over Wisconsin, especially right here in La Crosse County, we see local Democrats taking actions to undermine law enforcement. They are moving down a path of removing the school resource officers from the La Crosse School District. We see them trying to create a police oversight board that would have no police oversight or no police participation. What can the next governor and the legislature do to improve this situation? Because many cities can't hire enough police officers right now. It's funny, I've been talking to several sheriffs today, Bill and Jen, and they are saying the exact same thing. They're having manpower problems. They're having manpower problems because the people at the top, the people with the bully pulpit, are being bullies to the law enforcement who are trying to ensure the safety and the peace in our communities across the state. So first of all, I would have the backs of the men and women who wear the badge. But we also need to be getting serious about violent crime. Yesterday on my social media, I posted an article from the LA Times that highlights Milwaukee's crime problem. When the Los Angeles Times is highlighting how horrible the violent crime problem is in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, we've got a huge issue. This is our reputation now. We've got to be serious about violent crime, and we can't allow good people to be hurt, and we can't allow bad people to simply get away with it. That means we need to enforce the laws we have on the books. We need to make sure that judges are actually sentencing, the district attorneys are actually charging in the way that our laws intend for these things to happen. We can't get criminals to be held accountable if we have liberals on the bench and liberals and district attorneys' offices who are simply letting things fly. But we need to make sure that we are also passing laws that hold people accountable. And we need to make sure that we have the classes of recruits for law enforcement that are full enough so that we have the numbers to keep people safe. You know, you mentioned the listening sessions I've done for the 1848 Project and traveling the state of Wisconsin. One of the things that I proposed when I was president of the 1848 Project is that as governor, I would make sure that our law enforcement has the the numbers that they need in order to keep people safe. And if that means that we have to sometimes deploy the Wisconsin State Patrol or, you know, in cases like we have seen this last year, Kenosha, Madison, the Wisconsin National Guard, we must do that. We have to keep our state safe. Well, that makes total sense to me. And All of these battles begin locally with uh, local governments. So uh, I'm hopeful that we're going to see a lot of people that are stepping up to run for local positions next spring. That's where all these issues begin. And especially with education and the school boards, uh, education is really becoming a leading issue in our state right now. Wisconsin taxpayers contribute billions of dollars every year to education. And now I think this was a consequence of COVID. Because of Zoom classes, a lot of parents got to see what's being taught to their kids, things like critical race theory and white privilege. And I really think, uh, if not for that, people may not have known what was being taught. So um, what can the state legislature and the governor do to change this, to stop the teaching of these, in my view, racist 
theories. Well, it is racism that we are teaching and we're propagating. It flies in the face of everything Dr. King stood for in judging a man by the content of his character and not the color of his skin. Critical race theory truly does teach young people to judge folks by how they look. And that's unacceptable to me. So the legislature and the governor in combination can ban the teaching of critical race theory. But we need to go further than that. It's funny, Bill, what you just said almost mirrors a, um op-ed written by former Vice President Mike Pence. And if you'd like to see that, you know, please go to RebeccaForGovernor.com because if you follow our, our social accounts, you'll see that I posted it because... We do need to make sure that we know what's being taught in our kids' classrooms. And you're right, it was laid bare this last year when kids were forced out of their classrooms and parents watched online what their kids were being taught. There are a lot of parents who were absolutely horrified once their eyes were open. We need transparency in our classrooms. The legislature has a bill right now that would assure that I would sign that as governor. But on top of that, we also need transparency in funding. I've said over and over that we need dollars to follow the child, so a kid's education, as opposed to our tax dollars instead following a school building or an energy bill or an administrator's salary. Our taxpayer dollars should be funding kids' education. And so on top of that, we need to empower parents to choose what education is best for their kid. That means more opportunities for school choice. That means more kids and parents, if they so choose, having open enrollment. And we need to make sure that we have transparency across the board in finances, but also in curriculum. These are all things that can be done because we have great majorities in the Wisconsin legislature. But when I'm elected, I will call for the bills that assure Parents and kids' empowerment and dollars following education as opposed to buildings and bureaucrats. Last question. Governor Evers has vetoed every Republican bill to try and improve election integrity. And so my question to you is, will you sign those bills? And is there something more that the legislature hasn't proposed that we need to do to improve election integrity in Wisconsin? We absolutely will pass those bills, and I have called on our legislators to send me those bills right away. They are top priority. We cannot, Bill, have people disenfranchised in this state and literally walking away from the process. It is more dangerous to our democratic republic for people to just quit participating stop voting for the rest of their lives and walk away from the American process than to have voter fraud in one election. If people stop voting altogether and then pass this behavior on of neglect and not caring, our very freedoms and liberties, our Constitution, and our American way of life are now officially in jeopardy. And so, yes, I will sign those bills. I have called for those bills And I would say anything in addition would be consistency across the board. We need to make sure that we have reliability and certainty when it comes to our elections. We do need to make it easy to vote. 
but we have to make it hard to cheat. Rebecca Clayfish, thank you so much. Yeah, hey, actually, I'm going to be in lacrosse next week, and we're going to be talking about um, health care. And next time I, I happen to have a, a call moment with you guys, I would love to talk about what I learned then, because I'm going to be on my way to, to talk to the people of Lacrosse County about health care affordability and smart options. Oh, well, we like the sounds of that. We'll be looking forward to that. If awesome. they want to learn more about your campaign and you personally, Rebecca, where can they go? Please, RebeccaForGovernor.com. It's super easy to remember. Just RebeccaForGovernor.com. Please consider following me on my social media. I'm on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, and I'd love to stay in touch with you. Thank you so much. You are a dynamic personality. It was great to have you as part of the episode and podcast today. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. And this was another episode of Fact Check. Join the conversation on our Facebook group, Fact Check Wisdom with Bill Fian, or subscribe to this podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts.